0: Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher, pre-welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school student. Join us by filling out the form on our website. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey guys, this is Thursday, March 16th. Today we're gonna to talk about the Oregon legislature. What's happening in Salem? But before I do that, I want to remind you of a January 21st news alert regarding Dornbacker Children's Hospital in Portland. Doernbecher has a full service clinic for pediatric gender transition and with the doubling down in K-12 public schools to support gender expansive students and promotion of transgender rights, you bet parents' rights in education has reason to be concerned. We have received multiple calls from Oregon parents stating their schools are recommending the use of opposite sex pronouns for their children, as well as puberty blockers, chest binders, male genital tucking in cross-sex hormones. The biggest problem with this and the scariest part is school districts have adopted confidentiality policies, keeping this information secret from parents. Student wishes trump their parents. So the schools are supporting this. Students who are not publicly asserting their authentic gender identity may have privacy concerns. The new Oregon Department of Education guide reads: "Quote, students who are not publicly asserting their authentic gender identity may have privacy concerns about students, other students, school staff, community members, or their families." finding out before they are ready to share their identity more widely. That means that's code for telling their mom and dad. Parent and family support is the goal when supporting gender expansive students, but may not be possible in all situations. And again, that is the Oregon Department of Education guide. And now in Salem, our legislature uh, in the Oregon House of Representatives, is considering a vote on amendments to House Bill 2002. This legislation is directed primarily at gender identity rights and the right to abortion. And I believe that they are targeting minors. This legislation steals parents' rights pertaining to health care counseling and treatments without parental knowledge or consent. It targets minors separating vulnerable children from their parents by eliminating any age of consent requirements for reproductive health care, and that includes abortion and gender-affirming treatment. It requires written permission from a child of any age in order for a parent to know what reproductive health services, including abortion and gender-affirming treatment, are provided by a health care provider, and a pharmacist is authorized to provide abortion pills and gender-affirming treatment medications without regard to the age of the patient. Gender-affirming treatment means, this is according to the new law, House Bill 2002, gender-affirming treatment means a procedure, service, drug, device, or product that a physical or behavioral health care provider prescribes to treat an individual for incongruence between the individual's gender identity and the individual's sex assignment at birth. So you might be asking, what is behavioral health? (laughs) Well, behavioral health generally refers to mental health. Behavioral health care refers to the prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of those conditions. The legislation continues, a carrier offering a health benefit plan in this state, the state of Oregon, may not deny or limit coverage under the plan for gender affirming treatment that is a medically necessary as determined by the physical or behavioral health care provider who prescribes the treatment. Now, by the way, that provider is uh, earning a fee for prescribing this treatment. Just keep that in mind. And B, prescribed in accordance with accepted standards of care. Again, they may not limit or deny coverage under the plan for gender-affirming treatment, which applies categorical cosmetic or blanket exclusions to medically necessary gender-affirming treatment and exclude as a cosmetic service a medically necessary procedure prescribed by a physical or behavioral health care provider as gender-affirming treatment. Now, that treatment is um, including but not limited to the following. I'm going to give you a list of these treatments. Tracheal shave, hair electrolysis. Now, I'll tell you this, my healthcare provider cannot prescribe hair electrolysis for me (laughs) because I don't have a mental health condition. Okay? Okay. Continuing on, facial feminization surgery or other facial gender-affirming treatment. Again, people who uh, identify with their God-given gender identity cannot get facial feminization surgery or any other uh, facial-affirming surgery or treatment, can we? Revisions to prior forms of gender-affirming treatment. So if your gender-affirming treatment was not successful or you're not happy with it, you can have them revised. Any combination of gender-affirming treatment procedures. So any combination of all of the above cannot be denied to you. Crazy. This is absolutely crazy. They can also not deny to issue... An adverse benefit determination denying or limiting access to gender affirming treatment unless a physical or behavioral health care provider, these guys hold all the keys, with experience prescribing or delivering gender affirming treatment has first reviewed and approved the denial of or the limitation on access to the treatment. I got to take a deep breath here because this is absolute insanity, isn't it? A carrier described in subsection two of this section must satisfy any network adequacy standards under Oregon revised statute related to gender affirming treatment providers and Contract with a network of gender-affirming treatment providers that is sufficient in numbers and geographic locations to ensure that gender-affirming treatment services are accessible to all enrollees without unreasonable delay. Now, I have to tell you, when I went through my cancer treatment, I was at a clinic um, in, in, in the Portland area and i met a lot of those other patients who were also receiving chemotherapy where i was and many of them had traveled many many miles to get to that clinic unreasonable delay unreasonable how do they define that okay i got to get control of myself here this is right now i would like to have the ability um To veto this bill. And I bet you would too. I'm going to finish up with a little bit more of this insanity. As used in this section, quote, gender affirming treatment means a procedure, service, drug, service, or product. That a physical or behavioral health care provider prescribes to treat an individual for incongruence between the individual's gender identity and the individual's sex assignment at birth. So they're putting this, these descriptors or these phrases describing a condition that is still highly controversial and has been outlawed in some countries. Medical assistance provided to a member of a coordinated care organization or medical assistance recipient who is not enrolled in a coordinated care organization shall include gender-affirming treatment. The Oregon Health Authority or a coordinated care organization may not, here we go, deny or limit gender-affirming treatment that is medically necessary as determined by the physical or behavioral health care provider who prescribes the treatment and prescribed in accordance with accepted standards of care. In addition, the Coordinated Care Organization may not deny as a cosmetic service medically necessary procedure prescribed by a physical or behavioral health care provider as gender-affirming treatment included, but not limited to, again, that list, tracheal shave, hair electrolysis, facial feminization surgery, or other facial gender-affirming treatment, et cetera, et cetera. So basically what they're saying here is that not only are these treatments um, available, but they will be paid for by the taxpayers in Oregon under the Oregon health plan. So what are we going to do about this? Well, we're going to bury those individuals who are voting on this bill with emails and testimonies. The big day is Monday. Monday is the 20th of March. I'll be filling in more guys on who exactly to con. I hope you all are signed up for our news alerts on our new website. That website is that website is parents plural rights plural in education all spelled out dot com. That's in dot com. Please go there and sign up. Uh, it's under the free membership tab on the homepage. I will be sending out a news alert regarding this issue very shortly. I think it is hugely important, not only is it important for Oregonians, but it's important all across this country that a state in the United States is doing this, uh, making taxpayers pay for facial reconstruction. This is Parents' Rights Now. Please check your show notes for links pertinent to this podcast. Please consider making a monthly contribution to Parents' Rights in Education. We need your help. We have big plans in mind. And because of a very generous one-time contribution of $25,000, we are challenging our listeners and our readers, all of our supporters, to match that gives $12 a month. If there were only 500 of you, that would tally up to $6,000 a month, almost tripling the $25,000 check we just received in one year. Be part of that club. We call it the 12 by 12 club. A link to our website is in the show notes or go to parentsrightsined.org. See you soon.